Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Lori Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. All right. Today, we have Sydney Duarte on with us. Hello, Sydney. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Okay. This is the most interesting bio I think I've gotten yet. So (laughs) Sydney is a change agent, an adventure enthusiast, a motivational speaker, a retreat leader, a muralist, immersive art installation artist, graphic designer, owner at Duarte Designs, and creator of all things magic. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) And Sydney and I met through the years ago at Creative Mornings through Mm -hmm. our buddy, Zach. And um, we have just kind of found each other again Mm -hmm. uh, through uh, Meredith Dean at the Dean's List because I went to an event there, but we saw each other at the People's Market ahead of that Mm -hmm. at um, Corey's um, opening. So, um, and I've kind of been following you on Instagram. You've got a very big full life here in Charlotte. It's it's a fun, adventurous life. Um, But yeah, definitely many multifaceted. Yes, exactly. Well, tell (laughs) us about your art. I know you're doing some big projects right now. Tell us about Mm. your art and what you're doing with your life and how you're spending your time and energy. Uh, in the art realm, uh, just transforming spaces. I, I like to call them un, like forgotten spaces and giving them new life and color and focusing on neighborhoods that may not have the money or may have never expected to receive color in their areas. Um, because my partner and I, my mom is my partner and uh, my partner is also my paint partner. So we've kind of combined into this trio of all, we each have our own different skill sets and styles and backgrounds, um, but we flow really well together as a trio and um, clients reach out to us and they have a specific vision and we help them bring those to life. But then uh, our passion projects, so the money that we make from the large corporate projects, we pay out of our own pocket to bring these uh, forgotten spaces to life. And one of the projects I'm working on right now is in the heart of Uptown. It's a block long alleyway that wow. we have 29 artists, uh, all different styles, all different backgrounds, and they are coming into the space over the next two weeks and just transforming it, every single inch of it and expressing their style. Um, so you, yeah, come on April 15th and you'll get to see all of the fun finished products of of this magical space. I'm really excited about it because it doesn't exist in Charlotte and it's going to be, it's going to be good. Oh, uh, so excited for you. <laughs> How did you get into all this? Uh, the Just painting in general? Yeah. I've been painting my whole life, but I did it on a smaller scale, more like canvas sized uh, pieces that would fit into your home. Um, and then friends started reaching out and, uh, and then clients that would see friends pieces or it's all, it's all, honestly, it's a lot of word of mouth when people see your work, uh, now that it's more public facing and on the outside of buildings and taking up 
uh, block long buildings, it is, it's catching a lot of people's eyes. So we get paid to travel around the world and bring new spaces to life. Um, so yeah, it's a big, uh, crazy journey, but <laughs> it's been fun. So you start off small and then larger walls and I guess nurseries and whatnot. Right. And I, you did paintings inside people's homes Yeah, with, on walls. It, it just turned into, well, it started bigger walls. Um, bigger walls. I, my three things that I love, like when I go traveling is ice cream, street art, and like metaphysical shops with crystals and things. And, uh, because I always loved street art and I'm always cheering other artists on, um, when I was in Lisbon, uh, in Portugal, this woman came up to me and she said, what are you afraid of? And I was like, nothing what she said well you have all these big dreams what are you waiting for and I said what do you mean uh and she started describing to me the murals that she saw me painting and I said I don't paint murals I paint smaller scale things and she says no in the next two to three years your murals are going to be known around the world so I came back and I talked to my mom and um yeah we just decided to start painting and I didn't know how the city would receive it but it's people that were walking by in that two weeks that we were bringing that first mural to life in Charlotte, uh, it just kind of blew up from there and we didn't know where it would go, but it's been nonstop ever since. And it's been a beautiful, crazy journey. And wow. <laughs> and on the other side of that, so my whole life revolves around art, wellness, oneness. So whatever that means in any capacity. Um, so I, I teach yoga and I also lead adventure yoga retreats around the world. So whatever it means to get people reconnected with their mind, their body and inspire them in some way, as far as, um, you know, if it's a dream, they've always wanted to turn into reality or if they're feeling not so creative and they need that little extra boost. Um, whatever that means to people, I am here to nourish it and help them anchor it in a good way. That's beautiful. So we were both at the Dean's List anniversary party a few mm. weeks back and you did some really interesting icebreakers for the group. Mm. Can you uh, describe what that was and how you kind of came up with those ideas? It was mm -hmm. fascinating to be a part of it. Thank you. Um, it's Those are my favorite ones to do. I get brought in a lot by different groups around the world to to have those icebreakers for groups that like let's say for example um you go to a photography conference you're you know you're around other photographers that have the same interest in mind but you only are engaged listening to the speaker you don't take the time to connect with the person that's sitting right next to you that has very similar interests as you or they wouldn't have be at the conference but we we miss these opportunities all day long with people, even just passing on the street, a, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, a hug, a high five, like all of these small things can really shift someone's life. And we miss these opportunities all the time. It could be whether it's at a bus stop or, you know, on the subway, it could be just a good conversation. It could be your new best friend, your new business partner, or your, your new life partner. You never know where that conversation is going to go. And for me in seeing that over the years, how people are just so disconnected and, mm. you know, they, they are okay to reach out online, but it's still very superficial. And I am not here for the superficial. I, I want to go deeper. I want to know what it is that makes you who you are and what makes you tick and what brings you joy, what lights you up. And um, so in being in, invited to many different events throughout the years. I was just like, why, how can people go deeper? Why 
why is society this way? Why are we so dis- disconnected? Because on a human level, we're all built for connection and we keep being surface level. And um, so that's what got me into doing these exercises. And uh, same thing, word of mouth, as people hear about the exercises, they ask me if I can come and do the next event. Um, but uh, I love, have you ever read the five love languages? Yes. Okay. That's one of my most favorite books. And I, for everyone listening, please read it. It You can learn so much about yourself, but also how to interact with others because they're you may have parts of each language, but there is usually one or two main ones in the way that you speak. And for me, mine is physical touch and quality time. So mm-hmm. I love to hug people. I love to spend time with people. And um, so the first exercise is a heart hug where usually uh, in Western culture, people hug with their right arm up. So they're guarding and protecting their heart. They're taking it away from the other person. But if you have a left arm up, then both people fit together like a puzzle piece and your hearts energetically are hugging one another and eight hugs a day prevents depression. So it's always fun to start an event that way. Just have the group hug five people that they don't know. One, it could seem scary to people if they're not um, physical touch people. However, it immediately brings the guard down. It gets the giggles out. It gets Mm -hmm. them, you know, I still remember who I hugged at that event. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. Would you have normally been so close to, it's an easy way to create intimacy, even if it's not, you know, romantic intimacy, it's a way people come in, especially to events. They have a mask on, they feel like they need to be dressed to the nines and act a certain way and say certain things. And it's like, just be who you are. Because if you're not who you are, people can't love you and accept you for who you are. And then later you have to take that mask off eventually. So you might as well be you all the time, always, so that the people that are meant for you can show up for you and the people that aren't meant for you can fall away, which is great. It may hurt in the moment, but when you clear that space of people that aren't meant to be with you, it allows the people that are meant to be with you to come through. So, um, so Sydney, (laughs) not to interrupt your train of thought, but it just started to make me think about when, when my clients meet their date for the first time, Mm -hmm. I'll often get the question, how should I greet them? And I always Mm -hmm. say, give them a hug when you first, right. See them. Yes. Or yes. if, especially with the pandemic threw everything for a loop, as we all yeah. know, yes. so people really stop that interaction. Mm-hmm. So we started going back to it for sure. Mm-hmm. And you could even say, if somebody's uncomfortable, you could say, is it okay if I give you a hug? Um, sure. And that's fine too, you know, yeah. and, and give a little compliment. Like, it's so nice to meet you. You know, I've heard such great things about you or, yeah. You're, you know, you're even more handsome or you're even prettier than, <laughs> than you know, Laurie had described or, you know, yeah. that you're, or that then you're, pr- then your picture online, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, give a compliment when you first meet somebody mm-hmm. and, a, and a good hug is a great it hug. A, it can be a light hug. It doesn't have to be a big thing because no. you don't want to overwhelm somebody, you know, like. Um, you yes. would give a big hug, but like <laughs> the average person will just give a little, a little hug, a little tap on the back. And that's but okay. a little hug, a little hug is okay. Cause 95% of the time, the person you're meeting with, whether it's a romantic meeting or a, mm-hmm. a business meeting, they're just as anxious or nervous as you yeah. are. So it's, it's good to 
once the more vulnerable you are, the easier it is for the other person to be vulnerable and to open up and to connect yep. on a deeper level. So exactly, I love all the tips that you just shared. I think that that's beautiful and yeah, great. Yeah. And then the, another exercise that you did, Sydney, which I know freaked a lot of people out <laughs> is you had us all line up and stare into each other's eyes mm -hmm. for, was it a minute? Was it 60 seconds? It was 60 seconds. Yes. Literally the woman I was doing the staring thing with started to cry. It's, it's a real thing. It's intense. It's intense. However, it is the quickest way to connect with in so many cultures cultures they talk about the eyes being the gateway mm. to the soul and mm. that is the the deepest way to connect with someone because if you think about how society is set up we're always go 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 hustle culture mm. running from a to b and you know how often do you truly take time to look into another person's eyes i had a friend mm. once tell me like oh my gosh i just passed somebody on the sidewalk and we almost made eye contact and i was like oh my goodness what is happening You're like it made me so sad to hear her say that because one, she was fearful of being acknowledged because mm -hmm. maybe she's never had someone look at her that way. And mm -hmm. two, um, you know, if you look at most people in society, they quickly look away or they'll look down at the ground mm -hmm. or up at the sky mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with it. However, it's usually pinpointed to someone's trauma in their life and they, it's manifested into the you know, not being able to truly see what's right in front of you and holding mm -hmm. space for that person. Because when you can look at someone in their eyes, even mm -hmm. if it is uncomfortable, again, they're going to have the same mixed up cocktail of emotions of mm -hmm. giggles and fear and oh my gosh, they're looking at me. Right. However, we all want to be seen. We all want to have that space held for us to be heard and seen and just honored as who we are coming come as you are and just be accepted as you are. So it may seem scary, but on with family, with friends, and especially with a romantic partner, mm -hmm. it is the easiest way to quickly, whatever's going on, if you're fighting, if you're just not communicating clearly, or if you just feel disconnected, yep, you just sit very close to each other, mm -hmm. no, not touching, but you're looking into the other person's eyes mm -hmm. and no talking, no face. It's, Usually people will like fake silly faces and distract and it's like a, a shield to protect yep. yourself. Mm -hmm. But again, with the vulnerability, if you can let the guard down and just look into their eyes, you're going to see so much in that person. Even if you just first met them, um, don't do this on your first date though. <laughs> don't do it on the first it's date. A, with it is. It's a little <laughs> intense. Well, it's Maybe interesting. Like, yeah. Later on. Do it. Later on. I, yes. I once took an acting class and we were required to do that for 45 minutes. Can you imagine? Wow, wow. It was intense, but it was, it was fascinating. Yeah. It was fascinating. You'll see people's pain, people's yeah. resiliency, yep. people's just maybe their inner child that has been, you know, mm -hmm. people tell you you're, you have too much energy or your imagination's too big. But for me, I want, I want a partner that has the playfulness and the, just wants to go on adventures with me. So yeah, you never know because words are one thing, but if you can read body language and you can feel into, because once you just are holding space for one another, looking into each other's eyes, you quickly realize your breath starts to sync up. Your blinking starts to sync up. It's, mm -hmm. it's really interesting. The human connection that we have without any spoken words.
It is so intimate for sure to mm-hmm. do to do that. So try that on your third between your third and your fifth date or with your part <laughs> with your married if yeah. you're married listen yeah. listen try it with your partner. So the other exercise that we did was you, you said to share something you've got like 60 seconds mm-hmm. share something with the other person that you wouldn't normally share. Mm-hmm. In, yes. in a situation. So that, uh, that practice is about holding space for one another, because normally people are listening with the quick response. Like you didn't fully hear the other person and you already have something to say in Mm -hmm. response to them. Mm -hmm. And one, it's a practice for yourself of being able to truly listen to someone else and hold space for them because most people don't have someone in their life that actually listens and holds space in a a positive way. And they have, you know, we all have things that we want to share. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with that exercise, one person just is quiet for 60 seconds and the other person shares anything that they want to share. It could be their most embarrassing moment. It could be why they came to that event, mm-hmm. um, their, their biggest dream, whatever they want to share, but quickly. So then after the one minute you swap sides and the sharer is now the space holder. And within 60 seconds, you'll find how much you have in common just in that because you're actually being super honest and yep. open and vulnerable because why do we wait until months or years even down the road to let someone know our biggest dream or any fears that we have because maybe they have something very much in common and then we can quickly connect on a deeper level. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, agree. And I know that when I first met you years ago, you, you, you basically were in a, I'll quote situationship. You said it was uh, a complicated relationship at the time. And since then you found love and mm. you're now traveling. And I, I met, I met your, um, your partner at, at that event as well. Mm-hmm. So what, and it sounds like you, you give advice to your friends. What, mm. what did you need to get through in order to realize that relationship wasn't the right one for you mm. and to be able to explore and find the right person? Well, that relationship that you met me at the time, um, I was married at the time and I caught him cheating on me. And okay. for me, I, I'm a very loyal person and that was a I don't know. I thought I was going to wear this badge of dishonor for having to get divorced from this person because this, you know, relationship that I thought was something uh, ended up being completely opposite of what I dreamed it to be. Uh, and because this person put a facade on and pretended to be someone they're not, I, I didn't do digger deeper, deep diving uh, to, to truly know every element of this person before I got into a relationship with them. And, you know, I was, I was at the age where your family's telling you like, when are you going to get married? And when are you going to, you know, you're supposed to be doing X, Y, Z at this specific age. And Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to fall into that silly society trap of you have to, you should be doing this. Like, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what you've been through in life, you always have the opportunity to begin again and, and give yourself grace because you can't control how other people show up in your life, but you can control what you do with that situation. And it was hard for me because I didn't want to give up on a relationship. I already poured so much of myself into, but I, that is my one deal breaker. I will not have someone that 
one disrespects me and um, isn't honest and is being with other people. Um, mm. So that was a big kind of uh, punch to the gut for me. And it took me a while to get out of that. And after that relationship, I actually said, I, I'm never going to be with anyone again. I'm just going to do life alone. And that's, if I can give anyone advice, it is to truly connect with yourself, get to know who you are, what makes you happy. Um, you know, what are hobbies that you want to try? Go, I have so many friends that, uh, and there's nothing wrong with dating apps. However, if you can meet someone in person, instead of going to a bar, do you want to pick up pottery? Do you want to learn how to blow glass? I don't know. There, or do you want, do you want to go hiking, like doing all these things? Yeah. And if you go and do the things you will for sure meet someone that has mm -hmm. the same interests and, even again, even if it's just a best friend, but more than likely will turn into someone that you get to spend the rest of your life with, mm -hmm. do the things that light you up, do the things that fill your cup so that you're already in a good flow. And like anytime that if you are in a relationship that's having trouble, instead of talking to other people about the, about the issues, take time to go inward. Why? is it not working? Why does it feel disconnected? What are things that maybe you could shift within yourself? And then talk to your partner, be open and honest and say, Hey, I am not okay with X, Y, and Z, or I feel like there's a disconnect because of such and such. And like really talk through it because mm -hmm. the, the only way through anything is honesty and to actually go deeper. And if, if you're new to that space and having those hard conversations, um, there's a really good book called nonviolent communication. And that's not just in the romantic space in all uh, life situations, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. especially for a relationship, right. it's very right. good to be able to stand up for yourself and speak your truth and um, know who you are and say it say what you do accept and what you don't accept you can still be firm but also in a loving way I love it and it's true because sometimes people start to have these conversations and their partner gets defensive gets yes. angry walks mm -hmm. away curses mm -hmm. you know acts out mm -hmm. and so sometimes if if you know that you have that kind of a partner I would really <laughs> encourage people to say uh, you know, I want to say some things, but I don't want you, please don't get defensive. Let me speak. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I'll give you a chance to speak and we won't interrupt each other. And can we create mm -hmm. some rules around this conversation? Mm -hmm. Like we're not going to curse. We're not going to raise our voices. Mm -mm. We'll listen to one another, try mm -hmm. to just open our hearts. Are you okay with that? Mm -hmm. And hopefully your partner will say, yeah, I'm okay with that. Or if mm -hmm. they're like, I'm really not okay with that or whatever, then you, you've got some other obstacles that you might need to sure work through in therapy or whatnot in order mm -hmm. to be able to have a partner that's willing and able to listen to you. It's mm -hmm. a very different way of communicating. A lot of people aren't doing it that way. They're just doing it the way their, you know, family of origin handled conflict, but, um, but they're mm -hmm. change, you know, we can change the way we handle conflict and the way we have these deep conversations. Yes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we can all you, do this. Anything, no matter what the situation, anything in your life can be changed, whether it's a bad relationship, whether it's a job that you don't like, whether you don't have a supportive friend group, you can, you know, break up with that partner that's not good for you. You can get a new job, you can get new friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's easier said than done. It is 
it feels heavy in the beginning, but it's so worth it later to choose yourself first always so that other people can know how to respect you and how to treat you. And when you get very clear on what you want, the person that's meant for you is going to show up in your life. Um, there, there's an exercise that I do with my friends. Um, yes. Tell us about that. <laughs> that was so, my next question. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and this is a really good one. One to know yourself, one to know what you, what your standards are and make them very big dreams, super big. All of my friends thought I was crazy and that no man on my list could possibly exist, but he's in my life and he has far exceeded my list. So nice. I'm just going to encourage everybody listening that this is a very important exercise. Okay. Um, so it's almost like a meditation uh, and you can make it into artwork. I'm not sure if everybody sees this video. So afterwards. if you are listening to this video, go to my YouTube channel Okay, and you can see this beautiful drawing that Sydney is now holding up to the camera and she can describe it as well. And I'll describe it for those just listening. Yes. How So get as many colorful pencils or pins that you'd like. First, you draw a very large circle. And on the inside of your circle are all of the qualities that you would like to have in someone. And on the outside of your circle are physical qualities. And I was actually pretty surprised that my circle is pretty large and has many qualities of who the person is as a as a person. Mm-hmm. And then my physical qualities, there weren't that many actually. And, um, but this, once you've done, once you've created this piece and it looks like a piece of artwork because of all of the fun colors, you hang it up in a place in your house that you're going to see it every day. And the rule is the number one rule is anybody that comes into your life from this day on, once you create this piece, they have to meet 80% of your list or more. If not, you know that you're wasting your time and it's because we lower our standards all the time. We red flags appear and they're like, oh, that's a, that's a pink flag. I'm not right. That's not really, you know, because you want to make it work, but mm-hmm. you, your, your gut, your intuition knows when something's not right, when someone's not right for you. And they mm-hmm. may be fun to hang out with it in the moment, but then you're left feeling icky afterwards. And it's like, why do we do that to ourselves? We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I agree with you. I think what it is is people are desperate to yeah. connect with someone. And when they mm-hmm. get attention, from somebody that could potentially be a lover. Um, Mm -hmm. They're excited about the Mm -hmm. idea of a new experience and to to feel that deep connection. And then they just say, well, you know, maybe, maybe that shouldn't be a deal breaker for me. I'll just try it out. Maybe he'll change. Mm -hmm. Maybe she'll change. Mm -hmm. And then that doesn't quite work. Mm -hmm. And then, and then months down the line or years down the line, they're like, yeah, I knew it at the beginning. Yeah. And um, I chose to ignore it. Yeah. Or I I figured I'd be flexible. You know, that's, you don't have to be flexible on the core values. You can be flexible on things like he's shorter than what I'm looking for, or Mm -hmm. she's, you know, um, not as close in proximity to me. You know, she lives 20 minutes down the way instead of 10 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Superficial things, let those Mm -hmm. go and then look Mm -hmm. at, so what's, what's a good example, Sydney, of something that, that was, a non-physical item that was on your original list? Non-physical. Um, let's see. Open-minded. 
um, honest, loyal, mm-hmm. as my biggest cheerleader, mm-hmm. um, puts as much effort in as I do into mm-hmm. the relationship, planning, life. Um, I mean, there's so many things. And then it could be something silly, like enjoys dancing, um, enjoys cooking together. Like it can be all the things that you love make it big and crazy and as detailed as you want to. I mean, I even have like, is polite to strangers, kind to animals, mm. um, nutrition conscious, but also mm. what I will say, cause I've written lists in the past for my, my hopeful potential partner, mm-hmm. but they were all made from taking mistakes from past relationships. Like, mm-hmm. um, I didn't want someone that was angry all the time, or I didn't want someone that smoked. So let's take the smoking, for example, instead of saying, I don't want a smoker, I said, I want someone that's health conscious. Because then when you write it in a negative way, that's your Mm. vibration of it. So if you write it in a positive way, then you're becoming a magnet for that positive vibration, and that it's going to connect to you in a deeper way. Um, Exactly. And let's see. I'm trying to think there's so many good ones. I'm happy to send you a picture of this if you want, but it says yeah, someone that is aware of boundaries mm-hmm. uh, and appropriate communication with their self, with me, with others. And that was my um, flip side of instead of having someone that was angry and abusive, I want someone that's conscious and knows appropriate communication, meaning if they're getting angry, they could walk away for a moment to calm down and then come back to the conversation or mm-hmm. write me a letter about what they're feeling. There's so many options other than yelling and throwing things. And I've had mm-hmm. abusive partners in the past. And mm-hmm. until you stand up and say, I am no longer willing to accept these things in my life, even if, even if that, I also grew up in an abusive household. So for me, I think I was ingrained with thinking this is normal and this is what I deserve. And it took me a very long time to understand like, no, I deserve better. And this isn't normal. And I don't want to continue on with this type of pattern in my life. I'm going to break this pattern and I'm going to heal myself and then be open and ready to receive uh, what I deserve. Mm, Beautiful. (laughs) And it's true a hundred percent. And, and when we are raised with trauma, and we mm-hmm. connect with somebody on that same trauma, it feels like home. Mm-hmm. It feels like the right connection. Mm-hmm. You know, people often connect with through pain. Um, but if that's not the best thing for you, then um, try to connect on other on other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what were what was the other thing that um we were talking about right before we got on the call that you have like five? Oh, yeah, I just kind of made a little um a little list of tidbits that help. So my partner that I'm with now that I've been Mm -hmm. with for over two years, like we, it's the, I didn't, I dreamed of a relationship like this, but I, I think because so many people told me it wasn't real and it wasn't possible that I Mm. wasn't sure if it actually would ever appear in my life. And Mm. to have somebody that's on my same, same wavelength and that can I don't know, keep up with me and is also mm-hmm. cheering me on and believing in my dreams and not mm-hmm. um, trying to dim my light in any way. Even though we are so similar, we still give each other space to have our alone time and to, you know, you need 
you each need time with your friends. You each need time to do the hobbies that you love. You, mm-hmm. you are your own individual person. And I think a lot of people get so intertwined in a relationship, which is beautiful. It's great to spend so much time together. However, you have to be whole yourself. People talk about finding someone to, what is that saying about like finding your better half or finding your, they can yeah. be your better half, but um, it's not someone to fill in the gaps. You mm-hmm. have to heal yourself and be whole on your own so that you can meet somebody that's going to be the best version for you. And mm-hmm. they're ready for you. They're ready to receive you in that best way too. Because when you're working on yourself, you're going to find somebody that's been working on themselves too. And again, you become the magnet for the people that are meant for you. So, um, but I guess I can give you some of those uh, top tidbits that yeah. I was just thinking about like, how does our relationship flow best? Um, and it did start out as a long distance relationship. He was living in Australia and wow. I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we met over the pandemic and we weren't able to be together in person for the first year of our relationship, which how, was, how did you meet him? Um, he's also an artist. He's a muralist. And, oh. um, one of his pieces was being featured online. Um, it's a group that features artists from around the world. And I saw his work and I was like, Oh my goodness, who created this? So I wow. messaged him and then we just started. And it's funny because he's not a technology person either. Um, his best friend had set up his Instagram account for him. And (laughs) so it's just been a really funny journey. Um, So just to tell anybody that thinks a a long distance relationship can't work, I promise you it can if you put the effort into it. And um, again, anything's possible. Don't let anything stop you. If you want something to work, it definitely can. Um, But number one for me is no secrets. um, Because even if it's something small, then the, then your partner will never trust you again, or you will never trust your partner if there are always secrets. And when you hold feelings and unspoken truths inside, it just manifests into something worse and, um, and can also manifest into like physical ailments. When we hold all of these stresses, all of these things in our bodies, the mm-hmm. body keeps the score and That's right. will, it will show up as so many things as cancer, as tumors as uh like breaking your teeth it could be literally anything but mm-hmm. always speak your truth and and do it um do it in a way that i guess calling it radical honesty like be so honest mm-hmm. with yourself with your person with anyone in your life because again if they don't know who you are and how you are and what makes you tick what's the point mm-hmm. if there's no point in it. You're just kind of wasting your time and setting yourself up for failure. So back to the book of, um, nonviolent communication, if it seems scary to talk about what you're feeling, just know that at the end of the day, if the house didn't burn down and if everybody's, you know, if everything is still flowing and you're not, you know, you haven't, um, with the right when they say like wring each other's neck if you guys are still standing (laughs) and you can talk through the conversation everything's going to be fine and it seems scary at first because most households don't though like my grandparents generation they didn't talk about feelings if you're feeling something you just sweep it under the rug and pretend Mm -hmm. it didn't happen and it's like that's eventually so much stuff is under the rug it just explodes everywhere and Mm -hmm. that's 
that's never a good way to handle any situation. So whatever you're feeling in any relationship, just be open and honest and don't keep secrets about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then giving each other personal space is a, is a very big one. Um, cause you never know what your person is going through and that's everybody right. is battling some type of battle and yeah. we have never had to walk in their shoes. We don't know all the things that, that have happened in their past. We don't know what's going on at work, even though they may share little tidbits, we can never Mm -hmm. know all the things that this other person feels. So Mm -hmm. giving them space and grace to Mm -hmm. be a human and then say, Hey, I'm here. If you want to talk with me, Mm -hmm. um, let's see. So always being a team and team doesn't mean, um, because I do X, you do Y meaning Mm -hmm. like, this is your job to always mow the grass and do whatever and then I do the dishes it's maybe one day he's having a hard day and I need to pick up the slack or maybe I'm having a hard day and he needs to pick up the slack and also just knowing each other's strengths maybe I don't maybe I'm not great at doing dishes and that's not my thing and he can just say hey I got you I'll do the or buy it invest in a dishwasher there's so many options of things that can change but just getting to know your partner's strengths and getting to know how do we flow as a team in a good way and how do we cheer each other on um so that like I guess the biggest question the best question would be how can we both authentically contribute to this relationship and does that dynamic leave us both feeling nourished and supported yes so that's that's beautiful (laughs) thank you um and just always creating a space that feels like freedom and no judgment because mm. if you have to be judged by your person by your partner mm. like you might as well be alone that's not exactly fun. no yeah. it's no fun and you know that that's when people finally leave their partner is when they feel yes. judged more by them than they do to themselves yeah it's not yeah. good we're we're already our own biggest critic like that's right no no need to add anybody else into that's the right mix. that's not fun and having that's mutual right. respect for one another like yeah. whatever that means it could just be sorry I took so many notes to share I, I don't yeah. want to talk forever but uh respect is about admiration and consideration for another and to have a conscious relationship where you're both putting in the same amount of effort um both partners must truly care about the other's feelings being regarded and being honored and seen. And even if that means having the uncomfortable eye contact uh, exercise, it's only 60 seconds and it just takes 60 seconds to reset whatever's going on. Um, Yeah. You know, you know, what just um, occurred to me is, you know, Mm -hmm. people do a lot of this kind of work at the very beginning of a relationship when they're courting, Mm -hmm. when they're trying to, you know, ensnare somebody into their lives Mm. and and as the years go on people stop putting the attention into the relationship they take it for granted right I mean I've heard Mm -hmm. this from so many people you know that get divorced and then come to me for matchmaking or Mm -hmm. online dating assistance they they stop working and marriage and partnership is a constant flow of working on it exactly right and really focusing And you can't ever take your, your eye off the ball. And Mm -mm. it sometimes is very common for people to start 
treating their partners like a sibling or like a roommate. A roommate, yes. Right? Exactly. Where they kind of like are snappy and they're like, eh, they'll always be there for me. You know, they don't put the time in. They don't, you know, dress up for them on a date mm-hmm. anymore. They don't put time f- forward to, to have intimate relations. Mm-hmm. You know, people just kind of ignore and take it for granted. And then they come to me and they say things like, yeah, it just started turning into a roommate situation. We just grew apart. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because they stopped trying. It's a hundred percent. You have to have the willingness to put in the effort to, yeah. because this is your person. If you want mm-hmm. this to be your person, you can make it last a lifetime yeah. or it could go down the drain. It's all, it's all dependent on how much effort you put in. And yeah. like for us, we, go on regular dates, even if it's not something fancy, it could just be riding a scooter around town to get an ice cream cone. Like it doesn't have to be anything super fancy, but Mm -hmm. treat like you're make play, make time to play, make time to go try something new together. Mm -hmm. Is there a hobby that you both want to do together? Is there um, a movie you want to see? It can be so simple. Is there a book Mm -hmm. you want to read together? And mm-hmm. people think it has to be this big, extravagant. Um, it could be a show, a TV show yeah. you watch together every yes. night, a series. Yes. Yeah. You know, just it, to say. Bake something together. It could be, be intentional. Take an mm-hmm. online cooking class with your partner. Yes. Yeah. All of it. There's so much to do, whether you're but, newly dating or in a long-term mm-hmm. relationship. And what you said about this person will always be there for me. Life is short, guys. There's mm-hmm. like, I've lost so many people in my life. Um to all kinds of things to, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't have to go down that road, but, but I have lost so many people in my life and mm-hmm. it is always a big slap in the face of we're not here for long. So you could get nope. in an argument with your person. They could go and get into a car accident, which is a terrible thing to think. However, it's very true. Anything could happen to that person. I want every day, no matter what we're feeling, I'm always going to tell him that I love him and he's going to do the same for me. Even if we have, we don't almost ever argue it's happened like twice, but in the times that we do, we talk through it. And like, why are you, why are you so angry? What is going on? What's the root cause of this? Where is this anger stemming from? And how do we not do this again? Because it's so silly. Anger is a, such a silly emotion. Like there's no point to hold grudges. There's a very good quote uh, that says holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. You know, we can, we can be resentful to our partner, but like, if you have to hold that much resentment, you need to get rid of your partner because it's not, you need to be happy. Life is short. You need to enjoy the time that you have here and be with someone that makes you excited to be living life in a good way. So well said. <laughs> well said, Sydney. And with that, we're gonna close. <laughs> okay. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay. So I know we need a part two is what I, I'm mm-hmm. hearing. Um Sydney, um, do you have a favorite charity? Um I wouldn't call it a charity, but it's an organization that I work with in Brazil. It's a shaman um that has built a healing center that he has is reforesting the land that has been stolen from the indigenous tribes in the area. And by replanting all of the, because most people think like, what does the Amazon jungle have to do with me? But if the Amazon goes down, once all the trees are cut down, which it's getting 
it's moving in that direction, mm-hmm. it affects everyone in the rest of the world. The Amazon is a huge impact, has a huge impact on the rest of the world. And what this man is doing by his hand alone already to date, he's planted 3 million trees. And he just says, mm-hmm. if each of us plant one tree, it will completely reshift how the world is going. And um, yeah, it's just a really beautiful space where he is healing people with plant medicine. He's teaching indigenous and non-indigenous people how to, you know, use the plants around them to heal people instead of you go to westernized hospitals that they just want to fill you full of medication and it doesn't even actually fix whatever the issue is. And it usually causes some weird side effect to the original medication. And they're not actually trying to heal you. They're just giving band-aid fixes. And I am anyway, this man, his name is Banky Piaco, and he has a beautiful organization called Yurenka Tassarinci. And um, yeah, my partner and I are, the reason we paint large murals is to raise money to keep funding what he does. And anybody that is looking for, even if it's $5, whatever can be donated to the work that he's doing, he's, I've never met a leader that is truly making impact and change positive change in the world and he is doing it so if Wonderful. anybody wants to know more about that i'm so we'll put him in the, to me yeah we'll put it in the show notes as well okay perfect okay great and then where can people find you um i am traveling underscore gypsy on instagram um my website is the traveling gypsy.org um those are my two main ones. I'm on TikTok, but I Instagram is the best way to get a hold of me. I love to connect with people and yeah, how if you need help with anything, if I can give advice or also mm-hmm. for health and wellness, uh, if anybody's around April 1st through the 11th, we're having a free yoga series. So just come as you are, take what you need, no judgment zone. Um, but it's a, it's a series where there are all different styles for you to choose from to connect with your mind and body, but also for anybody looking for a partner and isn't interested in health and wellness and like bettering yourself, this is a great place to meet a new partner. There you go. There you go. There you go. We'll we'll put that in the show notes as well. The details (laughs) for that. Sydney, it has been a pleasure having you on Love on the Go. So wonderful talking to you. So excited for all everything ahead for you. Thank you. Lovely you too. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.